today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about what's going on in front of Hamilton City Hall. As we know, that there is a tent encampment, a protest, really. It's not an encampment. We need to be clear on, on, on I guess, wordage here. Uh, and it's been there for a number of days right now. And, uh, well, we've talked to Kojo Dampty about this and some other folks that are involved in this and supportive of the organization. And uh, the other day when Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger was on the program, I asked him about uh, what was going on, and this is what he said. We're doing more than most municipalities. Is it enough? Uh, it's never enough. Uh, we need to do more, and and uh, and the focus on that uh, continues. Uh, in terms of the uh, the defunding the police, 50 percent uh, defunding of police is uh, is not a rational uh, notion. Uh, that's certainly not supported in the broader community. I want to talk to Sarah Jama. Sarah is a community organizer, co-founder of the Disability Justice Network, and uh, one of the organizers of the uh, the protest that's going on in front of Hamilton City Hall. As a matter of fact, she joins us from uh, the forecourt in Hamilton City Hall. Sarah, thank you for the time. Glad you could jump on with us today. No problem. Thank you for having me. It might get a little loud at some point, uh, but we're going to do what we can here. That's okay. That's okay. The little background noise, it's, it's all for, I guess, indicating exactly what's going on. And, and I think under, people need to understand, uh, first of all, why you're there. Uh, you know, we've heard a lot about, uh, from some city councilors, from the mayor himself. And uh, I, I know if you heard part of the interview that I had with him the other day about this, uh, where he suggested that uh, he didn't see that this was necessary. I'm paraphrasing. I uh, just said, look, at all they had to do was call my office and make an appointment. Um, is, have you done that? Have you had that, that opportunity? Well, I think the, like, before I get into that question, I just want to give some context. Is that okay? Sure, by all means. Okay, so we started this work not just now, but I remember being on your show a couple months back uh, when we talked about the creation of Caremongering, right? Um, we created yep. a, a food delivery system because we were worried about the pandemic and all the people with disabilities who wouldn't be able to get food um, because of the closures. And over the last eight months of sort of doing that work and trying to get food to people, we also got roped into supporting people in encampments and showing up to, you know, deliver food and support people on the ground who didn't have anywhere to go to ask for support. Um, and then, like, a couple, like, not too long after getting roped into encampment support, um, with the injunction and the response from the city in terms of where to send people, we were on the ground, a lot of us, trying to support people in the middle of that when they were having their tents taken down being told that they could only take one bag uh, if they ended up in a hotel with them, even though they had a tent full of all of their belongings. Uh, the ways in which Bylaw was trying to force people to move along and police were not listening when, when people on the ground were saying that they didn't want to move. Um, and I think just watching all of that, being out in the rain for hours um, during the Ferguson encampment and First Ontario Center encampment, tear down especially was very heartbreaking to see all the people who were being told, you know, pack up and go to another park, um, or the fact that the, the women's shelters were full, and the hotels that were being offered um, were not sustainable because a lot of people would be kicked out a few days later and end up in a different park. Now, now today, as I'm talking to you, there are over 20 parks in Hamilton, 20 encampments of people with nowhere to go, with no support, and the, actually, the issue has gotten worse since the city uh, dealt with the injunction to begin with. And so now, this is a culmination. Us being in front of City Hall is the culmination of us being frustrated and calling for our city and our governments on all levels to, to do something, to take money away from police because it's the most funded 
uh, public service in our city and put that into dealing with the housing crisis so people don't die this winter. Just the other day, we had a gentleman who's been chronically unhoused uh, lose his foot um, due to being cold um, and being unhoused for so long and being diabetic. Like, this is not, we're not here because we want to play games or stand in front of City Hall and just hug trees. We're here because we literally have no other options. Like, our council is not taking this seriously enough. Our provincial governments are not taking seriously enough this issue, nor are our federal governments. And that's why we're here calling for, you know, the police to be defunded and for that money to go into housing people right now in this crisis. We're really worried people are going to be hurt this minute. If there was one thing that you could get out of this, uh, what would it be? Is it a meeting? Uh, is it a commitment? What What are you looking for? We just we, we, we want a multi-government response. Like ultimately, we think the solution would be to just house people right now, Bill. Um, but they're not even willing to talk to us. We've been outside for days, and there are houseless people here too. I want you to know that most of the tents here, even though it's not an encampment, because people here have consented to being here. It's not an encampment. They're also protesting with us. But people have shown up. We're feeding them. We're offering support on the ground. But there are houseless people here. And so when police come out in numbers to scare us or to try to get us to move, and we know that the mayor is upstairs in council, like how do you think this makes people feel? We're, we're exhausted. We're, we're trying to respond by giving people food and support um, and doing what we can, keeping citizens and doing what they can. And, and we're not getting anywhere. Samir keeps saying he's been doing what he can, but he won't even come downstairs to talk to us. And it, he makes it about bureaucracy. And I think that's what we're trying to show here is, like, the systems that we have in place aren't enough. Like, it's not enough to just go back to policy. We need so, so his point, Sarah, his, yeah, when he when he was on the show the other day, he made the point that he said the, the $70 million commitment that they've made over the last number of years uh, to fix up affordable housing, to build new affordable housing. You feel that that's, that's not enough to get the job done? He says that, that right? I'm not rational. I see that he's not rational for thinking that that's enough. He, he put like $171 million into policing. They're asking for a $4 million increase. Like the numbers that he's listing around housing clearly aren't enough. And they're, the waiting list here in Hamilton is 6,000 people long. Um, it's just he's not doing enough and he's not willing to talk to us. And I know that it's not on him to solve all the issues, but that's why we ask for a multi-government response. We need him to coordinate and push against our province, push against the federal government, and actually talk to people on the ground, learn about what's going on. None of the counselors, not one showed up to the Ferguson teardown. Not a single one. And that broke my heart because they say they care. And these are their constituents. These are their neighbors. And they never show up. It's not right. Sarah. I, I, we have limited time, and I, I wanted, I'm glad you had some time to come and talk to us about this because I want people to understand exactly what you're doing there, why you're there. Uh, but uh, there is a new chapter to this, of course. You've been cited now, and you've been told that you have until midnight Sunday to, to remove, not yourselves necessarily, uh, but the tents and any other structures that are there. I, I, the first question, obviously, is, is will you and your group comply with that? No. So you, you plan to be there until you get answers, no matter what the, the, the citation says, no matter what the, the bylaw officers say? Like, yeah, I think, I think we plan to stay here. Like, that might change over the course of time. Like, people have to consent to it. But for right now, people are not willing to move. And I understand why, because where are people going to go? Where are the people here going to go? To another park? So that council doesn't have to look out their window? So that Judy Partridge doesn't have to look down here and file complaints? 
like, no, we're not going to move. So you've talked this over with your group because it was yesterday, of course, that you received this uh, this word from bylaw uh, that you that they've given you to eleven fifty nine. In other words, midnight on Sunday into Monday morning to to remove these these barriers. And uh, is the consensus within your group now that you're not going to comply? You're simply going to stay where you are. For right now, yes, that's the that's the consensus. Things change every day, and the pressure for police from policing here changes every single day. Like one night, we had like twenty officers out here. Um, yeah, so for right now, people are wanting to stay, and I'm going to honor that. But, of course, things can change between now and Sunday. Sarah, I appreciate you joining us on the program today. No problem. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I know I know how busy you are, and I appreciate you taking a few moments with us. As you mentioned, this is a, a very fluid situation that's happening there, and uh, we certainly want to stay in touch with you uh, as uh, things develop over the next little while. Uh, stay well, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you for the time today, Sarah. Bye. Sarah Jama, of course, organizer of the uh, the protest that's going on in front of Hamilton City Hall. Uh, and you heard that, uh, her response uh, to, to the order to leave by midnight Sunday. She says, as of now, as of 1045 on Friday morning, uh, they're not going anywhere. They're going to stay there. Let me bring uh, Ken Linderson to the conversation. Uh, Ken is the uh, Director of Licensing and Bylaw Services for the City of Hamilton. Uh, Ken, thanks for joining us on a very busy day. Appreciate the time today. Not a problem, Bill. Nice. Uh, thanks for having us on. Well, let's talk a little bit about protocol here, Ken. Uh, I, they've been asked to leave. They've been told to leave. I mean, they've been asked not to do this, I guess, in the first place. I think if, if I get this the, the chronology right here, uh, you had some discussions. You and Bylaw had some discussions with these organizers before they actually set up and suggested that they not do this. Is that right? Yeah, so I, I think maybe uh, they've got the message wrong. Uh, the city's always encouraged protests and, and uh, free speech and and. Um, you know, that's where City Hall is a great place to do it. The, the only problem that we have is they've set up tents, and that's completely contrary to uh, the city bylaws that, that allow for for that. And, you know, the, the tents impede people from walk, using the, uh, the forecourt and the, the park. And, uh, you know, they've, they've set up uh, generators and lights and all that. And so uh, we've actually issued them a voluntary compliance uh, letter, asking them to voluntarily comply with taking down the tents. That's all we've asked them to do. We don't want them to leave. Uh, for, for that fact, they can stay as long as they want, as long as they remove the tents so that they're not impeding other people and not breaking the bylaws. And, and so that's the only thing we've asked them to do. And, and we did give them some time to kind of get their act together and get the tents down. Um, so we're certainly not saying stop, pro- not saying don't, don't uh, protest. We said you're welcome to, but... You just can't have all that equipment there in a park. We don't allow anyone else to do it, So, um, and it shouldn't be part of your protest. You're welcome to come every day and, and, and protest and, and speak your mind, but the tents have to go. There's another element, too, though, as, as to one of the tickets that was handed out, or maybe it's the only tickets that were given out. It's, it's crowd size because of COVID-19. There are restrictions there, too. Is that right? Oh, and, and you're right, Bill. I mean, uh, part, of a, part of our enforcement has been uh, to enforce the provincial regulations under COVID. And, and this, of course, is to try to keep everyone safe. And, and certainly, you, you know, uh, one of the things we did tell Sarah and the organizers is, is please keep your numbers down below 25. That way you're not breaking the law. That's one of the reasons we're there, where we were trying to make sure that no provincial regulations were, were broken in, in relation to that. At, at first, when, the, when it started, um, there was. There was significant amount of people, uh, 40 to 70 at one time. 
Um, and uh, but I, I got to tell you, the organizers have been doing a great job in keeping the numbers down, and uh, and so very very pleased with that that they're they're certainly helping with the, the regulations. They are trying to, to keep the uh, the groups uh, physically separated. They are wearing masks, so they're doing all the protocols, which which we really uh, are thankful for. Um, and just one small issue, we we want them to remove the tents, and so we encourage them to continue on and and you know, um, monitor their, their protests so, so that they're doing it safely. They're doing it within the provincial regulations, but uh, just just help us get rid of these tents, and uh, I think they won't be seeing Bylaw anymore. Ken, you've seen some of the comments from uh, some of the folks, Sarah and others there, that are suggesting that uh, some of your staff and, and, and the police that are on scene at various times are intimidating. I, I, I want to get your comment on that. Well, you know, I, I mean, anytime uh, there's some kind of opposition, they may feel we're intimidating. I mean, basically, we're there to to enforce the, the bylaws, and so even even last night when we actually went to serve the order, so we actually went in plain clothes, so we didn't feel as intimidating, uh, and so we're there starting to look for compliance. We're there to educate, uh, create awareness, uh, but sometimes we have to we have to step up. And so if there's, uh, you know, significant offenses under the ROA, which is the uh, provincial regulations that that are there to protect all of us against this COVID virus, that, um, that, you know, we do have to issue tickets and we have to remind people that they need to physically separate and, and they can't have groups larger than 25. We didn't create the rules. The rules were created by the provincial government in response to this pandemic, and I think it's really, really important that everybody listens to those, and so that we can eventually get back to normal. and And that's what we're we're certainly looking to do, and that, that's one of the reasons we are there for COVID enforcement. But of course, the, the problem we have now is we have the the parks bylaw, which are are the tents and the generators and the lights, which are not allowed in any other park without a permit. and uh, And you know, we're asking them to to just comply and and continue on with your protests, but please don't take down the tents. Uh, you've heard the conversation I had with Sarah just a few minutes ago, and the first I asked her, of course, about this le- that letter that you sent, the voluntary compliance uh, to remove these things that you've already identified here, Ken. Uh, she suggested they're not going to comply. Now, and again, she put the qualifier on here, things can change. I mean, this is Friday morning, almost 11 o'clock. Uh, it's midnight Sunday that you've asked them to move these things, and it, things could change later this afternoon or not change at all. If they're still there at midnight uh, at, at Sunday, what happens? Well, and that's a that's a good point because obviously then they are they're saying to uh, to us that they're not going to comply to the bylaws. So then, of course, we always use a progressive enforcement model where we'll have to uh, take the next steps. And and part of it would be that if they refuse to take down the tents, then they're actually trespassing because they're they're performing a prohibited activity that is not allowed, which is contrary to Trespass to Property Act. So the activity is not the protest, but the activity is having a tent in a prohibited area. So uh, we do have to now look at other legislation and other avenues to seek compliance. And and that's our ultimate goal. I mean, the minute the tents are down, uh, they're no longer uh, an issue for the city uh, because, again, we encourage the protests and the peaceful protests, and that's what we're looking for. So hopefully um, Sarah and the team gets a message. We've been trying desperately to to educate them and and create that awareness. Uh, We encourage the protests, but take down the tents. And and if you don't want to, then uh, we'll be forced to look at other avenues to seek compliance. Including what? 
Well, and, and of course, uh, there, there is a uh, there are grounds under the Trespass to Property Act, and, and uh, that does give uh, the city grounds to to remove people or or people that and the tents that are are there. So we'd have to, of course, just step up our enforcement to to forcibly remove the tents if need be. But we, certainly, we never want to go that way. Well, we'll see. And, and uh, you know, I, I've known you for many, many years, and I know that the co- confrontation is the last thing that you wanted to do. And, and, and I'm sure that everybody in the city feels the same way about this. But uh, obviously, well, things can change. And here's hoping that there can be some resolution to this without getting to that point. Uh, Ken, as always, thanks so much for taking the time and explaining the situation to us. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate it, Bill. And, and certainly, uh, you, you know, the, the idea is that... Uh, Hopefully we can work together. That's what we've always done. We've always sought, sought compliance and, and working together with all our groups so that uh, everybody can peaceably enjoy our uh, community and the parks. Hope so. Thanks again, Ken. Ken Leanders, uh, Director of Licensing and Bylaw Services for the City of Hamilton. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.